All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me in another episode of Missing the Point with Miles David. I am your host, Miles David. Whatever platform you are listening to this on, I would love if you can go ahead and give me a thumbs up, a good rating, or give me any kind of feedback on if you've enjoyed the previous episode. Like I've said, this is a journey for me, and I really would like to get feedback from my listeners on what they like, what they would want to see in the podcast, and just an overall general scope of how I'm doing. So, in today's episode, we're going to do things a little bit differently. If you did not know or are unaware, this past Monday, August 31st, there was a massive event held on Instagram, Apple Music, and Versus that put together two huge R&B megastars together, head-to-head, battling, if you want to call it that, (laughs) with their biggest hits or the hits that inspired them most. And I'm referring to the Versus live battle between Monica And Brandy, if you don't know who Monica and Brandy are, I hope you listen to this podcast and get more scope on who those lovely ladies are. And I actually have brought on another guest for this episode by the name of Carl. I will let you guys listen to that later on in the episode and learn how me and Carl got to know each other. It's actually quite a funny story, and I could not think of anybody else that I wanted to have dialogue with. When it came to Monica versus Brandy, their music, their impact, and just the overall legacy they have left and continue to leave on R&B music. And if you didn't know, R&B music is R&B music is probably my favorite genre. I grew up listening to it. Shout out to mom and dad. It was continuously playing. I didn't feel like there was any other genre of music that got me and I got it like R&B and that continues to this day so when the news first hit that Monica and Brandy were going to be doing a live versus battle I was ecstatic well a little bit ecstatic (laughs) but we'll get into that into the dialogue between me and Carl before I do that though I just wanted to give all of my tennis fans out there a quick update We are in the midst of the 2020 U.S. Open. We are going into the middle weekend. Actually, we already are in the middle weekend. I'm recording this on Sunday, September 6th, and there is some shocking news that I think every tennis fan around the world is going to be privy to. And by that, I mean the disqualification, the put out (laughs) If you want to call it that, the forfeit, however you want to describe it, I'm referring to Novak Djokovic being disqualified from his fourth round match against Pablo Carino Busta um, for hitting a line judge with a tennis ball directly in her throat. That sounds aggressive. (laughs) When I say it like that, it really does sound dramatic and aggressive. But no lie, it really was a shocking incident um it's not it's not unheard of in tennis for a tennis player especially a competitive tennis player that you see on ESPN and whatnot to be defaulted from a match for their actions I'm sure if you're a Serena fan well I don't think Serena's ever been defaulted 
But there's definitely been some incidents, incidences with Serena that required some people to come out and kind of read us the rule books if we weren't already privy to what the rules are. Um, but with that being said, I just wanted to give a quick update. I'm not going to go into too many details because I will be doing a U.S. Open 2020 wrap up to talk about who won, what my biggest takeaways from the tournament are. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there because I'm recording this basically <laughs> 45 minutes after that incident happened. And I just wanted to kind of put that out there and let everybody know that if they're a Novak Djokovic fan, that their fave will not be winning the U.S. Open due to his own actions. And I think it is on one hand sad to see him go out like that. But on the other hand, and this hand is kind of heavy, if you know me personally, you know I'm not the biggest fan of Novak Djokovic for his antics off of the court. And I use the word antics because, especially this year, he's just been wrapped up in so many different things outside of professional tennis. And it's weird to say that because professional tennis has been halted for five or six months. But yet and still, he managed to keep his name relevant in the headlines for doing things like the Adria tour, which completely backfired when a bunch of professional players, fans, and people that were around that event tested positive for COVID. He himself tested positive for COVID-19. He's also made some really just jarring remarks on public platforms about his views on vaccines. He's also trying to start up this quote unquote professional tennis players association without actually gathering women which has kind of sparked a debate so he has just been in a hot pot of fire for the past couple of months and he did himself no favors by cooling that pot off by getting defaulted from this tournament so as i read it now he's actually going to be forfeiting his ranking points and prize money from the 2020 u.s open as a result of his actions and i just want to say that I don't think he intentionally tried to harm that line judge. You can probably find the footage or the video I'm referring to anywhere online because it is blowing up all of my Twitter, all of the internet. Everybody's talking about it. I don't think it was an intentional act, but just because you do something that harms someone else and it wasn't intentional does not mean you get negated from the consequences of that. Although he's not a personal favorite of mine, I didn't want to see the downfall of his match come that way. I would have rather somebody just beat him fair and square and that be the headline. That would have actually given me more satisfaction. But I do believe in a little bit of karma. He has definitely had his foot in his mouth for the past couple of months, if you ask me. And how ironic is it that he gets disqualified for hitting a line judge basically in her mouth with a tennis ball. So you have to watch what you do and watch what you say and watch what you put out there and like I said, I'm not going to go too deep. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more on my next podcast. So back to Monica and Brandy. If you don't know, Monica and Brandy have a lot in common, but you would be hard pressed to find somebody that doesn't know that there has been a little bit of a lingering beef or just aggro I guess you can call it between the two they definitely have not always seen eye to eye but it's odd because their music is in some ways very similar they're definitely they definitely share the same genre um, and they also share so many different things in common besides music they're both beautiful black women and as it regards to tennis fun fact 
Brandy actually played tennis. She grew up in Mississippi and she plays tennis. I've seen clips of her playing very well, actually. And she was at the 2001 U.S. Open Women's Singles Final. That was the very first women's singles final to be played in primetime television um, in the evening. She was there support supporting <laughs> who else than Venus and Serena. I actually just watched that match and I saw her. And I was like, wow, like uh, Brandy isn't my all-time favorite singer, but she definitely, definitely has tracks that I keep in my rotation. So it was just funny to see her. Um, not funny, I guess I should say, but it was just nice to see her in that setting so many years ago, kind of like a throwback moment. And then keeping with that throwback moment, Monica actually performed at the Arthur Ashe Kids Day, which is something traditionally held the day before competition starts at the U.S. Open. They have a huge um, concert of sorts for the kids and a lot of a lot of the professional tennis players come out and have like an exhibition and play some cool events and then the singers and and artists perform and Monica actually did that in 2003 and and she actually performed one of my favorite songs from her knock knock which I don't know if that was <laughs> I don't know if that was as appropriate as it could have been for that moment but regardless she did her thing and I actually just watched it that clip on YouTube. I'll probably post um, the clip somewhere on my Instagram. If you're not following um, Missing the Point on Instagram, you definitely should. The Instagram is Missing Point Pod. That is M I S S I N G P O I N T P O D. I don't know why I just spelled it out for you, but I did because I didn't want you to miss anything. See, I don't want you to miss a single point. See, I got you. I got you. This is what you're listening to me for. So, <laughs> Without uh, further ado, I've carried on long enough. I'm going to let the wonderful conversation that me and my good friend Carl had about the verses featuring Monica and Brandy play. And I will be back with you guys to kind of give a wrap up of how I felt and what I grabbed from that conversation. Don't go anywhere. I promise it is an entertaining conversation. Both of us were leaning a little bit. It was at, it was at night and we both were feeling good. So if <laughs> if you hear something that you think I might not ordinarily say, just pass it because, like I said, we were leaning a little bit. <laughs> and if you know what leaning means, then I need not to go further. So sit back, relax, and listen to this conversation between me and Carl about Monica and Brandy. There's just something about Brandy that is very interesting to me enough to want to listen to her music but once i like get to her persona i'm admittedly a little turned off not a hundred percent sure why but i'm able to separate the fact that and for a while i actually wasn't i just came around to being like this girl is musically talented in other ways she's talented too but there's still something a little bit off-putting about her especially in comparison to Monica, who I feel like doesn't give me that vibe. Oh boy, here we go. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that because I feel like that is ultimately what has driven so much of the feud between them. I feel like my take just at the bottom line while I love both ladies, I love Brandy for what she brings. I love Monica for what she brings. 
Monica has always been a social butterfly. Monica has always been more likable as a person. And so that is always going to have people gravitate towards you more as an artist. Me personally. But then again, like what makes you what makes you likable? Like what is it? That's what I'm saying. That's that's my point. We have to have a conversation about what makes people likable, what makes people more palatable, what makes people more digestible. Um, and I think Brandy is an example of one of many artists that as talented as she is, I feel like if Brandy were a recluse, if Brandy were, were like a Frank Ocean, like that we never heard from, like we never saw her personality or anything like that, there would never be any disrespect thrown her way. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There would never be any anything thrown her way. I feel like it's always been cool to hate on Brandy because the social skills are just not there because of a lot of her antics. I'm not making excuses for any of them. I feel like her mom is responsible for a lot. Sonya is a piece of work. If you've just watched that their reality show alone, Sonya has made... Which I've never watched, actually. Didn't know there was one until you it just was, said that. Um, it was like a, it was very brief. I think it was on like one or maybe, I don't even know if they got a second season, but it was on VH1 at one point. It was like a family business with just her and Ray J. And then they had, oh, okay. they had Sonya okay. on there, like just stirring up stuff. But I think Brandy socially took a fall and never recovered when they lied about her being married. Like when they forced her to lie about the marriage because she was pregnant out of wedlock, her career never recovered from that. And then when the accident happened, the car accident, Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. all she wrote. It was kind of like a cherry on top in a way. Because and ultimately it has never been okay to make jokes about a situation where somebody lost their life. But ultimately, Stan culture has just, you know, we're viewing things through a different (laughs) lens now. Yeah. So even though we knew this shit was problematic back then, sorry, can we cuss? Yeah. I'm a cusser, so. I have a a pretty bold, explicit content thing that I marked on my podcast. We grown. I was just making sure. Last time I checked, I was. I was just making sure. I didn't want to be on here giving you banji. No, I'm just, it just seasons everything. Cussing just, it gives you. Like, Doesn't it? It just adds a little bit of Louisiana hot it sauce has to it. a little je ne sais quoi, if you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. <laughs> but I, wait, I lost my point. I need to put this down. Um, already. <laughs> if you guys don't know, well, I guess you wouldn't because you're not looking at us, but both of us have something in our hands that may be qualified as a liquid beverage of sorts that has both in chemically induced states (laughs) not too much don't not not too much don't don't give them that don't give them i mean okay name age occupation slash realm of work and how we know each other or our your fondest memory of each other of our interactions what should we just tell the story like should I, oh, should I just? Oh, well, you probably you're probably better at it than me because my memory is shot. 
I remember um, everything about that day because it was so terrible. Like really? Yeah, we have we have talked and yeah. Everything about that day was stressful. So we'll start there. Um my name is my name is Carl. Um I go by C or just CJ. Um I live in South Carolina. I am a singer, songwriter, and I work a nine to five for a financial institution, like to fund my passion projects. Which is needed. Absolutely. You got to get it how you live. Money does not grow Uh, on trees, or so they say. If it was, I'd be out there picking it right now. I literally could go outside and just grab some, but you know. (laughs) I mean, it's too hot. In Columbia to do that during the day, you got to wait till the sun go down. But I would definitely be out there right now. I wouldn't mind sweating for a little money. Never mind. (laughs) I'm glad you caught it because I was really about to. I was really about to. (laughs) You trying to work at the pink? I I haven't actually watched. I've watched one episode of that show. Shout out to DJ and Bubba. Um, But I have not gotten into it like I should have. And even though I've been given the proper resources to get into it, I still have not sat down and gotten into it. Well, I think the um, I think next week is actually the finale, so you can just binge it at this point. Mm-hmm. It's only like eight episodes in the season, but they've already been renewed, so I'm excited about that. Hmm. Um, we're talking about P Valley. If if nobody has caught onto that um, yet, there's always something that I see on Twitter where people like usually put it in all caps. Is there like an opening line? A opening line to P Valley. You know how like Pose had their like opening lines for the beginning of the show. Is it something? The category is. Yes. Is there something yes. like that for that show? Yeah. Oh, okay. Theme song is down in the valley where the girls get. That's what it is that I be seeing. I'd be like, I think this is related to that show, but I don't know it mm-hmm. enough. Okay. That's the very first line of the theme song. It's. When you get into the show, it's kind of a slow burn. I will admit, I didn't really... We like slow burns here. Pull. Yeah, I love a slow burn, actually, because I, I appreciate world building. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate shows that are character-driven mm-hmm. as opposed to shows where you have all of this action or all of this chaos and you just kind of drop the characters into it and watch them respond. Mm. I like shows where you see the plot unfold based off of what the characters are doing. Do you know who's really good at that? That would bring this conversation all the way back around to your intro that I, <laughs> that I cut you off on. Ooh. Beyonce. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And even then, that is a great segue into how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great segue. So I, I knew, guess I'll just I knew what I was doing. <laughs> Anyway, so like I told y'all, that was a very stressful day for me. So I remember everything about it. I actually went to New Orleans. At the time, Beyonce and Jay-Z were on tour for On The Run 2. And I went to the show with my sister and my cousin. We had an amazing time. It was a great weekend. Fast forward, it's Sunday, it's time to fly back home. This is 2018. So we pull up. September. September 2018? September 2018, Mm -hmm. yes. Um, So 
at this point, it's time to come back home. We've gotten to the airport. As soon as we pull up, I know it's about to be <laughs> some ultimate bullshit because the line is out the door for Southwest. It always is at that airport. Because that was before they opened up the new one. But yes, I know that stress. I know that stress all too well. Oh, and we had gotten there like hours early anyway. Mm -hmm. And so I had a different job at the time. And I just did not have extra occurrences (laughs) to like be fucking around with Southwest. So I was irritated as soon as we showed up. So we get there, wait in line. Miss our first flight mm. because the line is just that damn long. Everybody does. So we end up getting put on standby. And finally, our flight comes through after waiting for hours. And so I get on the plane. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, with standby, that beggars can't be choosers. So you just got to sit like where there is the open spot. Yeah, that's true. And so I got on the plane and the only open spot <laughs> that I that I just so happened to see is next to this this individual. Who is the individual? Me? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jethro. I really wish that I no, I remember you coming down the aisle, but I really wish that I had a better memory. It may have something to do with the herbal essences that I partake in sometimes. <laughs> and I'm sure I did a lot of herbal essences that weekend because it was Beyonce and I wanted to feel everything but I, I mean I obviously remember when we first met but you sound like you have it a more vividly painted picture than I do <laughs> absolutely absolutely I remember everything about that day but I remember sitting down um, we didn't really speak I just remember asking like if the seat was I was like is anybody sitting here and you said no and I was just like okay fuck <laughs> Okay, so I sat down and there was no like interaction at first. It was very like That's how I am when I fly. In mind. No, I am as well. I'm not a very conversational and I just be like in my own little I just be wanting to get to destinations. That's why. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Especially when I'm when I'm in transit, like if I'm on a mission, if I'm if I'm trying to get from point A to point B and I don't know you, I'm not the type of person to just make small talk. Mm -hmm. Even when I do know you, I hate small talk. Let's just Mm -hmm. cut to the chase. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a small talk person. Mm -hmm. What did you hit me to talk about? Let's just just get to it. It's no need to be- But you you must be good at it because we had a conversation. I'm good at faking it. That's my job. I have to be good at small talk. Yeah. I work in customer service. A little bit everybody does. So you, you got to fake it till you make it in certain categories Honestly. of life. Yeah. Honestly. So at that point, and mind you, I was super done at that point because we had already done all of this running and ripping, trying to get on our flight. We had the stress of missing the first flight. And then when I get on the plane, I'm just like, I can't even get like a comfortable seat whatever i'm gonna just take what i can get and so i sit down i'm like finally at least we on the plane there's no interaction so we take off i open my laptop and i was just like you know what <laughs> i'm gonna just i'm gonna just use this moment to just recenter and i'm just gonna watch coachella because at the time coachella 
for Beyonce, Homecoming had not made it to Netflix mm-hmm. yet. All we was doing was using those burner mm-hmm. links. You was watching an illegal show. <laughs> it was ghetto as hell, okay? You had to restart the timer sometimes <laughs> because the audio and the video would be lagging and you would have to close it out and refresh it to get it to catch back up the sync. Like, it was, it was ghetto. But... So I started watching the, the video. And the next thing I know, it was, oh, were you, did you go to the concert this weekend? And I look to the right and I'm just like, oh, he speaks. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm playing. I didn't say Oh, that. that's so funny. That's so funny because <laughs> in my mind, I'm hearing my friends reference me as somebody that always starts the conversation when I don't think I'm like that. <laughs> I don't get that from you at all, but I think Beyonce just has a way yep, of bringing to I was going to say it was definitely the Beyonce effect. <laughs> Beyonce has a, has a way of, of just bringing people together. So <laughs> when you asked me that, I was just like, oh, yeah, I was here for the show. Like, what about you? Like, were you there? And so we struck up a conversation from there and just kind of, you know, bonded over our mutual love for Beyonce and you asked for the link, I was just like, hell yeah, I'm going to spread the wealth. Wasn't it an airdrop? Was it an airdrop? It was airdrop (laughs) because the file was too big for me to... Yep, 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 yep. And I'm pretty sure I still have that file somewhere, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The file was too big for me to take, so I had to airdrop it (laughs) right before takeoff. Mm -hmm. It took a little minute. (laughs) It did take a minute. Because at that point, we were already on the plane, of course. You don't really have reception out there on the strip for whatever reason. So it took a minute for the vibe to send. But at that point, it was cool. And we were just kind of chopping it up, like, for the rest of the flight. And we just, we kept in touch here and there after that. Mm-hmm. So that is how we met. And that's honestly still my my fondest memory. That is, That actually is a really good memory. Because I'm pretty sure... Like, I don't think that moment would have transpired into a lasting friendship without the like help of social media. So, like, I'm I'm grateful it happened when it happened, you know, because that really was that really was the cap to a perfect weekend. Yeah, that was something like out of a movie in terms of Mm -hmm. like how people just kind of collide into each other Mm -hmm. and it just becomes something that doesn't ultimately fizzled out it just kind of sustains mm-hmm. itself i remember getting off of the plane and walking through the airport together like we was whole buddies and all of that <laughs> shit we were. by the time the plane landed and when we split my sister was like do you know him because <laughs> <laughs> i remember with us being on standby none of us could sit together so we were like mm-hmm. rows apart she didn't even know she didn't even know we were talking. Yeah, I didn't even know where she was when we were on the plane. <laughs> I was just like, well, I hope Jazz got on here. I don't know where this at. Um, but then by the time we split, she was just like, how do you, how you know him? I have that way with people, I think. We're going to blame it on that and Beyonce. I have to give myself a little bit of credit here. I do. Just a little bit. It wouldn't be me if I didn't. <laughs> You absolutely would not. I agree. You absolutely would not. You absolutely would not. Uh, but you know, yeah, that's that's my fondest memory. And that is that was a beautiful moment. And you know, 
Speaking of beautiful moments, I think we saw one Monday with the versus battle between Brandy and Monica. What is Monica's? What is I know Monica's middle name. Monica Denise Brown is it? Monica Denise. And then Brandy is Brandy Rayana Norwood. And if you don't know who those two lovely ladies are, you probably should Google them. And I don't know what you would be doing listening to this particular podcast, or you live under a rock if you don't know those people are. But if you don't know who those people are, I would just like to tell you that a lot of the music that you're listening to is inspired. Yeah, is inspired by the things that they were laying down mm-hmm. since the early '90s. Early '90s. That's crazy. So to see those two ladies come together, it, it really was a moment for a lot of millennials. Like I feel like a lot of millennials got that moment. That was for us. I did feel, because even though I listened to it, I listened to it um, on Apple Music on my phone. Remind me to circle back and give some commentary about Apple Music, because I'm not an Apple Music user like that, in case y'all didn't know. Mm -hmm. I am Team Spotify, and I've been Team Spotify since June of 2019, because they gave me a package where I got Hulu and Showtime together. And I was like, why in my right mind would I pass that up? Why would I why would I pass it up? It just didn't make sense. So I was like, let me skedaddle over to to Spotify. Um and I had been with Apple Music for a minute. So it just made sense at that moment and it's been making sense ever ever since. Um <laughs> but I was listening in my car and I really was jamming, but I was missing some of the things that I when I watched it back, I was missing some of the like small nuances that were that probably really would have helped me get back into that like this is what i was listening to in a car before i could actually drive type type you know type feeling you know because that's a different feeling when you like go back to before you had access to the things that you have as an adult oh yeah you're like dang like i'm actually looking at brandy's album cover full moon like i don't know if oh lord because i'm not about to say i'm not gonna say i have the the rudest things to say about brandy but it's interesting because I re- physically remember having a Brandy CD and it was Full Moon, but I don't really remember having any physical Monica CDs. Now on top of my memory. But it's interesting now because I like Monica a little bit more than Brandy. So it's weird. I think for me, I, as far as what's informed my taste, in music and like who I gravitate to. My home, as far as my upbringing was such a melting pot Mm -hmm. of everything, Mm -hmm. literally everything. So I learned at a very early age to find something to appreciate from everybody. Like everybody has something to offer. Even 3LW. Right. I hate that I said right to that because it was so shady. It wasn't. And I was, it wasn't. I had a 3LW CD, CD and it got played in the household. It probably wasn't for me. It probably was for my little sister, but it got played in the household. <laughs> I used to fuck with I do. Wasn't there a dun 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 mm-mm, Okay, I know that song. That's not one of the like... I want to get close to you. <laughs> yes. 
I used to be in the shower busting my ass with that choreo, but I, I loved the music. It was just a, you're getting a little tiny, you're broken promises, promises. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when Keely told that story on her live about how she didn't actually have a lisp and it was just really, really thick ass auto tune, I was so gagged. But it made perfect sense because auto-tune has had to come a long way from what it is now with mixing vocals and engineering. It makes perfect I'm sense. I'm shocked now because I didn't know that was part of the story. I thought she really had a list. <laughs> she, she, has a, a, she had a bit of a list, but it was nowhere near as bad as that. And it, now that I go back and listen to the record, you can hear how thick that auto-tune is. Like auto tune has has had to come yeah, a long way. Yeah, because Adrian Bailon, doing... yeah, Adrian Bailon was the lead singer, and she can't really sing like that. So they probably really had to auto tune that whole record up for real. There wasn't there wasn't Melodyne <laughs> back then. Like you couldn't pitch vocals like that. Like auto tune was something completely different. Like when we think about analog computers, mm -hmm. that's what auto tune was like for vocalists in the nineties. But these two vocalists got through it. Caught it. These two vocalists got through it. Absolutely, mm -hmm. the real vocalists. The real two um, women that can actually sing. Absolutely, I don't even know if anybody caught it during the verses that watched, but there was—I can't remember what song it was that Brandy was playing, but she said this was before Auto Tune, y'all. I think I remember that. I don't know what song it was either, but I do remember that. It had and to it be. It was real. Tea. It had to be Full Moon because. No. I think no. I think it was something off of Never Say Never, mm. which is a, which is an album I really got into once I was able to separate my slight disdain for Brandy's antics and just overall like aura I got from her was an album I really got into and made me more appreciate even after the verses, for yeah. sure. I think for me, Never Say Never, I didn't realize I knew how major like that album was because coming up you could not like you could not escape it like when that era was happening like brandy was everywhere brandy was everywhere and so was monica too like in her own right but i think when you're in it it's different to look back on it in retrospect like when you're experiencing things in real time you don't know that is going to be having like a lasting impact years from now, 20 years from now. You know, mm. I didn't think when I was listening to Never Say Never mm -hmm. or Full Moon, like, wow, like these are going to be albums that completely, sh not even just still listen to, but completely shift the texture to. and the whole landscape of what R&B is as a concept mm. of a genre. Like, and that's what Full Moon is. And they weren't even... And neither of them had hit like legal drinking age yet. Which neither is crazy. one, like these were teenagers completely mm -hmm. shifting the culture and completely driving what was considered, I think, the pinnacle of of talent and just that whole package of what it meant to be a star at the time. Like the quintessential 90s star, you have to include Brandy, you have to include Monica. There's certain names that have to come up when you talk about what it meant to be a star, what it meant to be a, a, a big artist, what it meant to be on top at that time. Which is probably why 
the the brains behind Versus knew they had to get Absolutely. this going before Versus like ran Absolutely. its course because one of the one of the powering motives for Versus before it became this whole thing you can go to on Apple Music was the nostalgia and like the the entertainment we needed during the quarantine period. So it's evolved rather quickly to a point where it's gotten to be a platform where people can have 1.267 million views. Before that, it was just people that people liked, mostly black people, just kicking it on Instagram Live, going back and back, back and forth with their hits. And you really can't do that and consider nostalgia without having Brandy or Monica. But it's an empty conversation without both of them. Yeah, it would have been. But I'm glad they got it done. But in the in the too. in the spirit of verses, it is called verses. I don't necessarily like how they were pit against each other. I don't either. But I can't say that I don't enjoy just for the past couple of days, because this happened Monday a couple of days ago. I've enjoyed the little bit of like childhood I like her better than her kind of moment I've been having I, I I enjoy it a little bit it'll it'll phase out it'll phase out quickly because that's kind of childish but I really do like how they really went almost like even even on the the picture like releasing that it was going to happen it was them head to head with each other so I kind of like that and I, I'm grateful even though it really even though I don't think that they have come full 180 because it's kind of hard to come full circle with somebody that punched you in the face and then sit in a room with them and kiki. If you don't know the backstory to that, I'm probably not gonna get too deep into it, but you you can, you can, you can follow along to what that mention was about because it happened. Um, I personally listen <laughs> it's even though that even though there were i mean let's talk about it their body language was definitely that of two people who had not seen each other in almost a decade let alone spoken it was it was Absolutely. it was better than cordial because they knew people were watching it was better than cordial but it still had some girl I think when any situation like this, where it's been a long-standing like few, any any time you have a situation like this and you go that much time without seeing each other in person, whenever I see you, even if it's you know not, even if it's not really static because that much time has passed, mm-hmm. just because I'm seeing you for the first time, it's, it's I'm gonna have to remind back. myself. It's playing back in your head like there's I'm a reason. Have to remind myself mm-hmm. that this is not static just because this is the first time I'm seeing you with this you know this is just the first time that it's being presented in my face I think personally we could sit here and analyze body language all day not all day long but Monica I appreciate her and I just I get her in a in a way that (laughs) if she did not have any interest in being there if it was not going to be if it wasn't going to be something that she wanted to be a part of there was not going to be any incentive that you could present to her to make her do it 
like Scorpios, especially women. Scorpio? Yes, Monica is Did not Scorpio know that. through and through. Did not know um, that. And so it makes I, sense now. It makes sense now. Scorpios, I feel like that's also why I didn't like people, you know, saying, you know, oh, Monica is really, you know, standoffish or this, that, and the other because it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. I think Scorpios are just not very personable, like, people. Like, Scorpio is literally, before you joke with me like that, ask me <laughs> if I really fuck with you. <laughs> it just, it, it the relationship that they kind of show that they are either beginning to build or had slowly built behind the scenes, it just looked like it had just been, like, okay, we're, we're older, we've kind of yeah. put those times behind us but i still see you i haven't forgotten i still remember the things i still remember to a certain degree why i don't really rock with you like that but let's do this for a greater purpose which i can appreciate but i still saw the little i don't really i don't even (laughs) i don't even think it's that they don't like each other i think it's just that they're just so different like they're just two completely different sides and they have history linking them together because that's it's hard like they have history linking them together and they're two very different black women yeah and at the end of the even monica has said this the only grammy that they have is together which is criminal to me which is criminal i feel like they both should have more they both should have more than one grammy both of them should at least have one solo Grammy. I, I'm sorry. I refuse to accept that. But what, what song or body of work would you give an individual Grammy to and what project would it be for both of the them? The only reason that they, I would say with Never Say Never, I feel like that was, let me double check. Let me fact check the years. Um, I know Miseducation of Lauryn Hill swept that year. Because mm, mm, Lauren cleaned up. She had literally a whole bucket yeah, full of Grammys. She cleaned up. And that was the same year as Never Say Never, I believe. But that was the reason that Brandy was was paid in in that regard, just for that effort. Is because Miss Education came out the same year, which even then, I love Miss Education of Lauren Hill as much as the next person, but Y'all give Lauren a lie. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it, in in my eyes, it what you just said makes sense because if you're looking at it, they wouldn't call Lauren Hill for a versus now, and she wouldn't show up. And if she did show up, she wouldn't do it on time. It wouldn't be together. Ain't twenty tracks on that on that album. Yeah, she don't have twenty songs to give us to go against nobody. And if she does have those songs, we don't. There's no way the world has heard them or has had access to them enough to really vibe with them. So the catalog ain't there, but that's the horse of a different color. <laughs> Can we have a conversation about how they looked? They have aged so gracefully. Both of those, yeah, they both, both of those, they both look like themselves, which is a blessing. I, the funniest thing about it for me was honestly Solange making a poll as to whether or not Monica had on boots or pants. Because I could not tell at first. <laughs> I love the Fendi look, but Monica looked like she could not breathe until they did that break. It was the meme of the white girls clip movie <laughs> that did the meme. <laughs> so 
because she was the, the the pleather was literally the exact same shade of brown that Monica had on, and she had on so much of it. Like I'm, she's blessed to have long legs, but them pants, boots, them boot pants, they just went on for ages. It looked like they didn't stop until it got to the Fendi hat that she had on hey, with her little bob. Were they boots <laughs> or were they pants? But I think they were pants. It was just pants. because it was because of the corset. Like, it was because of the way the corset was rounded at the bottom. It looked like it could have been a thigh high. Just because of the shape that the bottom of the corset was creating, it looked like it could have been the top of a thigh high boot on each but she looked much better when she was just sitting down. When she got up, it was just like, oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Actually, the same of the same of both of them because Brandy, I think she's developed into like her whole boohoo chic swag. Like it definitely gets very like bohemian. Yeah, like but chic. Mother of the Earth. She got some incense in her back pocket, kind of thing. It's very lamb from girlfriends. <laughs> Which girlfriends comes on to Netflix like the, the entire series this month, September. I'm Look at that. So excited. And sister sister drop at the top of the month. So whenever you listen to this, if it's in September, which I think I don't know if Netflix is gonna do like one of those things where they put it on for a little bit to appease us and let us right. get our, our binge on and yank it back. I think it's gonna be on there for a considerably amount, like considerable amount of time, I think. I Hopefully. hope so. I well, hope I hope so. Moesha is because part of the reason that I think the extra push happened to do this was because Moesha was released on Netflix. Absolutely. She is really, that, that, I hate to talk about how I don't really care for her disposition, but what it made it even harder to not care for her disposition was how, was her portrayal of Moesha. Because she doesn't, her actual persona for a while didn't seem like it was that far off from the character that she was playing. I don't think it, I don't think it was. Oof, think that's it was. not a good thing. <laughs> I don't think it was. No. Um, but I also have to remind myself when I was, I had to remind myself rewatching. See, you're well into your twenties at this point, And Moesha is a teenager. a teenager. So of course she's, she's going to be in, insufferable. Literally um, doing the most with the least. She literally she did the most on that show for no reason. A lot with a little bit. <laughs> constantly doing a lot with a little bit. Constantly overstepping her boundaries. Literally. Literally. Like, how you always end up outside of your own business every episode? Nothing, how you end up outside of your own business every single episode? Nothing would pertain to her. Nothing would pertain to her. She would just find a way to skedaddle her way into it. And like... <laughs> How you always reporting live from somebody else's business? How you always reporting live from somebody else's business? That's some of y'all now quiet as it's kept, but whatever. Oh, Isha was a teenager, so I had to remind myself well into my 20s to give her some grace on that. So that being said, I feel like we do have to consider, again, the way that both of these artists have been socialized and their experiences socially. That has to come into the forefront when we talk about how their music 
how their music is received because as much as we hate to admit it whether or not you like somebody's personality it influences whether or not you're willing to give their music a chance and yeah and ultimately it shouldn't ultimately it shouldn't now that's not to say that you should be overlooking problematic shit just because i'm glad you said that because i was going to give you a real popular example that's not (laughs) to say that you should be overlooking people's like really problematic things just because the shit bangs in the club or because it, it takes you to a place or it transports you somewhere i get that i think that you just have to consider that niceness likability um relatability those are things that are subjective and for me what i mesh with you may not mesh with and i have learned that Mm -hmm. me personally just as an artist i i have a different opinion on this just because i create music as well i'm not just a listener which is good i guess i have to give a plug which is good music i'll let you say that um (laughs) i just feel (laughs) like I I always make it a point to be as intentional, like with my listening as I am when I'm creating music. So because of that, I always try to consider what the artist wanted when they're in that booth. Like what is the artist trying to, what is the artist trying to create? What is their end goal? What is it that they're trying to make me feel? What scene are they trying to place me into? What is it that they're trying to convey? What is the message that they're trying to get across? And when you are as when you are just as intentional about your listening as the artist is in that creative process, it completely changes your listening experience. As far as their tracks, what do you think each of them pulled out of their bag the best during the verses? Where you were like, you know what? She like this is this is her song. This is her moment. Give me like this is gonna be really hard. I'm sure because it's probably hard for me. Well, not really because I'm looking at their the playlist I made with all of the songs that they played during the verses. What would be your top? I'll give you an option to make you feel more comfortable. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that, that takes a lot of pressure off. I'm sorry. <laughs> that takes a lot of pressure. I can I can breathe a little bit more now. Good, good, good. I want I'm you to hold in my breath. <laughs> What would be your top three or your top five songs from both? Ooh, now that actually... Or or you can just give me the other and I'll give you my top five for the one that you don't pick. Yeah, I'm going to just... I'm going to say the hardest round for me to pick. And ultimately, I'm going to get a I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this. Um... My listeners won't give you too much flag. It was a stalemate for me, but when we had to choose between Full Moon and So Gone, like those are honestly their early. Those are their two most massive singles. So I think that was the hardest round for me to pick. It was a stalemate. Everything else, I didn't really have like a. I didn't really have qualms about picking, but when it came to Full Moon versus So Gone, I was just like, I can't just say that 
as much as I, I remember being in my, my big sister's satin, screaming, so going, like, I Not cannot. A That's a real Moesha moment. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot cut Full Moon because that was just, it's, it's just, it's such a phenomenal record. I, I couldn't do it. That was the hardest round for me to pick anything and I couldn't choose between the two. Just because of the massive impact that both of those records had on me. Um, Fair, because when I, when I, if you just were to put those songs on paper next to each other, I'm always going to circle So Gone if it's just Full Moon. Like if somebody's like, Full, like if I, you know how people do like quick questionnaires or something mm -hmm. or like rapid answer, it's gonna be so gone before a full moon. Now, if you would have said almost is never enough and so gone, I may be tempted to circle almost is never enough just because for almost me, doesn't count. Oh, I was gonna let you have it. Cause you almost had it, but almost I almost had it. I almost, <laughs> had it. I almost had it. <laughs> okay. When Brandy says, "What did she say?" I can't keep on loving you one foot outside the door, man. I can't keep on loving you one foot outside the door. I hear a funny hesitation <laughs> from a heart that's never really sure. <laughs> that's that's the part. That's the part of that song. Can't keep on loving. Yeah, that's the part of the song. If you're looking for more. <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Fun fact, I love that that song was actually supposed to be a country song, and she just turned it into a complete R&B really? song. Yes. I'm surprised she didn't turn it into a poem. You know she loves those. Okay, I actually was not mad about the slam poetry. I know y'all said it was giving Moesha from the den, but I love setting up a record. It was. It was. I love, it really I love was. setting up a song with an introduction. So, in relation to Brandy and Monica, whose work speaks for itself as far as who won? And you can't give me an answer of like the culture one, because even though it did, that's definitely a good answer. I didn't bring you on here for that. <laughs> because I think somebody did and this. I mean, I'm not even go, not even go front. I think Monica did. And I did not go into that thinking that she would, even though she's my favorite. But even still, when I put when they played their catalogs next to each other. I, I felt a bigger response out of Monica's music that she chose to play because brandy's just has a tone of the tenderness of which she sings sometimes can put me to sleep and that's not what i log into versus four and she played a lot of music that had that tinge of like peacefulness even though i love those songs they're what's what's one of those songs that's on my playlist that kind of make me drift off one of them is full when you touch me. When you touched me, okay. So here's the thing. Shout out to DJ because DJ definitely told me about that song, I believe. And I didn't want to believe that it was a good song because I hadn't switched from being mature enough to like let go of my mm -hmm for Brandy. But when I got into it, I was like, hmm, I could play this. When you touch me is 
one of the most it's beautiful. incredible ballads that I've ever heard. It's one of the most incredible, like tender, as you said, ballads that I have ever heard that, in my um, life. The I other think, one from and put that on everything. Boom, that's what it was. They those songs, they end such I feel like I'm on a cloud, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Which is a which is an awesome thing. And I if you know me, you know I love soft melodic music. I love R and B. I thought you were about also, to make a point about being in, in cloud, sorry. If you also know me, <laughs> you know the <laughs> If you also know me, you know me and clouds get along very well. Um, but there's a part of me that when I come up, I'm out of them clouds, I need to right feel. She's real grounded. She'd be right down the ground. She's very rooted. And, and Monica be right there for me. She'd be right there for me when I'm like, when I'm coming down. She's very rooted. I feel like Monica is. And I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that. I feel like Monica is grounded in the real and and being down to earth. And so much of what Brandy has done with her music has been about world building. And changing. Brandy has never done what it was cool to because do. Because Brandy didn't have a lean with it, rock with it moment. She couldn't do it. Brandy's never been. Brandy was never the. You talking about every time the beat drop. But I know. That's a great song. That was my ringtone for a quite a bit of time in my life. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm pretty sure I actually had to pay for that ringtone to be our ringtone. And I'm not ashamed. And it was a flip phone at the time. I used to love every time the beat dropped. That was a bob. That was, it still is. This is an <laughs> undeniable bob. It still is. is People might laugh. And a dozen roses. I'm looking at I, I'm looking at it right now on my TV. Uh, That's a great song that actually didn't really give enough credit when the album first came out because I mean yeah. it was 2006 and I didn't really. Yeah. But <laughs> that song does date her quite a bit though, especially when she start rapping about like, did she talk about? Apples on her jeans and like phones on her hip. It it ages her quite a bit. It's definitely very um <laughs> but she rapping though. She she rapping. I'm not I'm not gonna say she like a rapper, but she spitting. definitely rapping in that song. She, she was, was spitting on that one. She was spitting on Mars. It was no, not mad at it. It was it. that's an undeniable hit. But I think when we talk about verses in the context of this is about the hits, for me, the chart has never decided what what a hit was. Same, same. Billboard has never decided what a hit was because it's a lot of shit that has gone number one that they really didn't no fucking business. And then, and then to add to that, like awards don't really do it for me either because there's a lot of things that have won awards, and I'm just like, but the girl in that category. <laughs> did way better than the person that's up here accepting this award. So what what were y'all voting for? I don't, y'all I don't can't know. even see the, the motions that I'm making right now, but it's a chop. <laughs> It'd be a chop. It's a chop a lot of the times with what yeah, these yeah. girls walk away on these award stages with. Yeah. And in multiple awards. Y'all play in our faces a lot of the times with these award shows. That has never gauged what a hit was for me. The people decide what a hit was. A lot of those songs, did you see how crazy people went when Brandy played Angel in Disguise? 
That shit charted at 72 on Billboard. Ooh. I don't think I'd ever played that song before. The People went up about Angel in Disguise in the <laughs> comments when she played it. So... The people will tell you what a hit is, but I'm not about to listen to somebody in a boardroom that's never written a song, never recorded yeah. anything, tell me this doesn't is even me. listen to music, doesn't know anything about the Black experience that this music is speaking to. I'm mm-hmm. not about to listen to you about shit, about mm-hmm. what a hit is. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> as far as albums go, I think... It was interesting to me that Brandy did not even acknowledge human. She doesn't like it. So wasn't she going through a she long time hate, when she recorded recorded that? If you feel it, I don't really right departed. Yeah, right here. Um, or departed. She hates that album. But I remember when I was when thinking back, I remember the um the family business show. Mm. VH1, I can remember her having some static with Rodney at the time. Like, you didn't even give me your best work, like, on Human, like, Rodney Jerkins. Like, I can remember her having some static with the producers that she worked with on that album. She's really not a fan of that album at all. Like, she didn't That's a great word to use, static. Static, yeah. To describe some disgruntlement between two people and it not be, like, too dramatic, but it still be there. Y'all should use static. If y'all don't take anything away from this episode, use the word static to describe. That's my mm-hmm. go-to. Because a lot it of really times it don't be beat. It don't yeah. just be mm-hmm. static. It don't really be nothing. It's not, it's not deep enough to mm-hmm. be beef. It's the static. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just friction. That, that's, that's all. What, and That's, that's okay. what Monica and Brandy have. Static. They have static. Mm-hmm. They have static. They don't have well, beef. If somebody were to punch me. <laughs> not after 20 years, especially if not 20 damn years. If you punch me. You took the L. Just take the punch, L. Look, this is fair. You're right. You're right. Brandy took the L. You took the L. And honestly, if we're going to listen, let's just call it. Monica would have got up on her. <laughs> Monica won the fight behind stage. But when it came time for them to get that on stage right. and lay down them that vocals. Brandy out saying her. So, Are we referring to that moment on VMAs? Are we referring to that? Yeah. Because that's what I know it happened then. And I guess Brandy did out sing her. She out sang her. <laughs> but, she out The kind of person her. I am, oh. the kind of person I am, I will always hold with me the fact that I got you in your eye just one good time over the fact that you out sung me maybe this one time on a, on a, on a performance. I'm Listen, always we can have that. We can have that. You can have that moment. Yeah, if you threw me a fade, like I because that, a fade. that establishes it establishes to me the fact that it establishes two things. One, you play with me too much, <laughs> and this is now you're reminded to not do it again. So it should always be a memory, and I shouldn't have to remind you again. But even then, even though you caught me with the fade. And I still was able to outsing you. You were mad. It was all in your vocals. And the oh, way Brandy sings, she be trembling. So that tremble was right up in that throat when she was singing. She was scared. <laughs> yeah, but the pitch was there. The pitch was, was there. Okay, and so scared. Monica, she didn't want, she didn't want Monica as much as she, Monica be pitchy. She do. I love she her. Do. My girl be pitchy when she sing yeah, live. I, I agree. It, 
there are more hit or miss moments for Monica's live performances than there are for Brandy's. I will say that with my full attention. When Brandy performs, mm -hmm. that girl is, she's about, I, the thing that I appreciate about Brandy is that she is about, she really takes technique and like precision seriously when it comes to vocals. What I appreciate about Monica is that and I think that's why I said, you know, they have so much that they could learn from each other. What I appreciate about Monica is just that ability to really be present and create a moment. Create a moment that you can get swept in, create an experience that you can escape to, create an experience that you can relive that nostalgia, whether that's something that you want to go back to or something that you want to say, damn, you know, it, it sucks that I went through that, but it's, it's good to be able to look at this now from a, a, a better place or a different headspace. Mm -hmm. I think if those, if, I think if these two artists were to be able to find a happy medium between the two of those extremes, mm -hmm. they both would be un-fucking-stoppable. Yeah, I agree. Had they kept the momentum, had they kept the momentum that the boy is mine kind of made for them they would be a lot because I, I mean they obviously are two huge superstars but in all honesty their they, fire they dimmed a little bit on each side when they did things yes. apart not that those yes. things apart were bad at all it just didn't have the same um, the same yes. achievements that the boys mine yeah prayerfully people just have fun with it for like this next week or two and well shit in 2020 i'm sure there's going to be something else that takes our attention elsewhere and hopefully <laughs> hopefully that something is something positive and not negative because lord knows i am um, positive knows. that it will be but i i really hope that people that watched it um have gone and just completely got their entire life and listened to all of the playlists that have been made in um in honoring that versus and i hope that people that didn't watch it can go find it somewhere on youtube yeah. i know i did it was really really easy to do. Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's it's multiple um people have uploaded to youtube and just if you don't really know about their story and if you're listening to this and you're like i don't really get why there need to be a discussion or dialogue about it i hope that you do your research on not only their catalog and their actual artistry but do some research on both of them as black women and what they have gone through and what they've accomplished and hopefully it gives you scope onto how they are now because both of them are beautiful I don't want to say middle-aged because they're not, but they're in their forties. Like they are beautiful black women that have accomplished a lot and will go down in history as probably two of the most accomplished singers ever for their genre. So Absolutely. I think that's the beautiful thing that we got out of this. And I want to thank you for coming on and putting up with my mess. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, it's, it's not many people I would have been willing to have this conversation with. So I appreciate that. I really do. It's, it's not many people that I would have been willing to have that conversation with because ultimately, I feel like when it comes to um, this whole idea of I like this person better, I like that per that person better. Just our friendship um, over the over the years, 
we have not always had the same opinion or we have not always agreed on everything, but there's always been a mutual respect. And it's always just been about, let me understand where you're coming from. Like, show me where you're coming from. Like, I want to, I want to see, you know, how you arrived at this conclusion. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's why I wanted to have that conversation because I think Mm -hmm. just like you said, there were some things, you know, about your qualms about Brandy's personality that were kind of getting in your, in the way of your experience with listening to her music that you hadn't considered until you heard the things that I had to say about it. There are things that artists don't consider from people that aren't artists. There are things that artists don't consider from people that don't view the world through that lens. So to be able to not just to be able mm-hmm. to have a, a friendship with with you in in that regard, but to also be able to have a conversation just about the way Very art true. is consumed yep. in that way. I think that is one of those reasons why there there are not many people that I would have been willing to have this conversation with. Like we can, like mm-hmm. there, you know, we can kiki on Twitter or whatever, you know. No, I was gonna say we can kiki about. All we can kiki on Twitter, you know. Like I'll hit you in the DMs, or like you can, like <laughs> if I really fuck with you, you I might let you hit me on my line. Mm-hmm. If you have something that you want to talk about, but I mean, ultimately, I think it's just about a, a willingness to to understand. Uh, and I think I think you have that, and I thank you. I think you have that, and I thank you for seeing that in me, because that's actually something I really have tried my best to kind of put on my resume, you know, because that wasn't always something that was on there. But I think <laughs> no, I that and it. You being able to acknowledge that and admit that that's that speaks to your character so much and like how like how big of a of a person you have to be to be able to acknowledge that in terms of that trajectory and and, and that growth. I think because some people still like will not really vibe with you, whether on social media or in person, if you like I like Monica better than Brandy or vice versa. And it would just be so much. And it's really not. Why does it have, don't have to, to be that much? Because it's not even that deep to the artist. Like you said you didn't like Beyonce, so, then we may have to have a sit down. Now that's kind of a character flaw. <laughs> like if you say you don't, now if you say you don't, you don't really rock with her. Because music, what is there not to like? It, no, listen, listen, listen. I'm going to say this. I don't need you to be a fan. I don't need you to be a fan of her. But you gonna respect what she does because it's done well. Because it's done no well. You look at it, it's, it's, done well. it's always quality. Yeah. You don't have to be a fan. It don't have to specifically do anything for you. You know what I'm gonna do after after this? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm definitely gonna sit back and watch Black is King. Plug for Black is King because a lot of a lot of things have been oh. happening. This versus was blackity blackity black. The Black is King thing was blackity blackity black. And there's just, there needs to be more representation. So that's what I'm going to do after after this is over. I'm just going to sit in my, I'm going to play my, oh, I was about to say the name of what I was going to title this podcast. And I'm glad I caught myself because the name of the playlist that I made 
is going to be the title for this podcast episode. But I'm going to listen to that playlist and then get into my Blackest King bag. I cannot wait. So I hope that, I mean, I'm just really, um, first, let me say thank you for like bringing me on because I, I typically do not do this, this type of thing at all. I'm not really a, in terms of like conversation and like just conveying my opinions, I'm not really, I don't have any like kind of training or like, or any, I'm not well versed in anything like that. I'm just all about being you, but that's the, but that's the reason I wanted to have this conversation because I knew you were authentic enough to have it and give your opinion, but also respectful and real enough to honor somebody else's opinion that may be different. So it's a it's a it's a package that I really felt like the listeners needed to listen to, and I need to have the conversation because I probably would be carrying on the pettiness. <laughs> for a little bit longer had I not had this conversation. And two, I think your perspective as an actual artist yourself, whether or not you want to say the art is good, because I've told you the art is good, <laughs> your, perspective, your perspective is good to have because everybody, even though the people on Twitter be like, well, from a musical perspective, you, can, you are someone that can actually say from a musical perspective and you have the actual repertoire to back it up. Whether you think the repertoire is small, big, large, or whatever, you have it. And I feel like that opinion and your insight means so much more because of that. So, so if you are still listening, please stay tuned for my thoughts and for being with me on this podcast journey, because it hasn't been a long one, but I feel like it is going to be a fruitful one. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging in there with me. I definitely want to give another shout out to Carl for joining me on this episode of Missing the Point with Miles David. He is a special and talented guest. I definitely am going to go back and listen to his music. And I would like you all to get into his music. If you actually follow him on Twitter, his Twitter name is double underscore Cinderfella. So that's two underscores and c-i-n-d-e-r-f-e-l-l-a and the link in his bio will bring you directly to his ep website the ep is called ghost one of my favorite songs on that ep i've listened to it on repeat a couple of times it's called signs and he and i have actually talked about it it has a really really good meaning the lyrics are from a personal perspective so you guys should definitely check that out if you get a chance and also one quick fact about what we were talking about Monica and Brandy on their verses on the actual versus Instagram live. Um, they cracked over 1.2 million viewers. Maybe it was more than that at one point, but I know when I was watching, I forgot to mention that earlier that they had the highest record of 1.2 million viewers when they went live doing their battle. So that is amazing. Um, it's an awesome thing that Versus started to do during this uh, COVID-19 quarantine period. So if you guys have some time and haven't checked it out already, you can definitely go back and do some research to see some other artists and definitely check out the Brandy Versus Monica one. It was great. And that about wraps it up for this episode, guys. If you want to keep up with me uh, in the podcast, you can follow us at 
Missing Point Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's M I S S I N G P O I N T P O D at Twitter and Instagram. And I will catch you guys on the next episode. Stay safe, stay sane.